Hello and welcome to the podcast of Tech EU. I am your host, Andrew Degler, and this is a special episode in which we are going to talk about the future of AI and music. Now is a good time for this topic with the so-called AI Eurovision going full steam ahead, which we're going to talk about in just a bit. So this is a bit of an unusual episode of this podcast, as I just said, and uh, bec that's because we're talking less about startups and the entrepreneurial ecosystems and more about technology per se, right? But still in a European context. So let me know if you like or dislike the idea of having these kind of conversations once in a while. I'm always very happy to hear your feedback. Now, without any further ado, let's talk about music and artificial intelligence. As I already mentioned, we have got a brand new song contest that bills itself as the AI Eurovision. The AI Song Contest, that's the official name of it, is an online project which is fit and given the lockdown and force across the world, and it's organized by a Dutch public broadcaster VPro in collaboration with NPO Innovation and NPO 3FM. So if you don't understand these abbreviations, uh, never mind, it's also uh, something connected to public uh, broadcasting in the Netherlands. And by the way, here's a piece of absolutely useless knowledge that I acquired while reading about uh, the main organizer of this contest. The abbreviation VPRO originally stands for Freisinnig Protestantse Radio Omroep, sorry for my Dutch pronunciation, or Liberal Protestant Radio Broadcasting Corporation. Of course, it has nothing to do with religion anymore, but it's just a funny thing to know. So, to discuss some of the 12 submissions and talk about the AI and music in general, I'm joined today by Ed Newton-Rex, a jury member for the AI Song Contest and the product director at the AI Lab Europe of ByteDance, which, in case you missed it, is the company behind TikTok. Hi, Ed. Thanks a lot for joining today. Hi, Andrew. Great to be here. So, Ed, we first met more than three years ago already, I guess, and that was when I uh, wrote about your uh, startup uh, called JukeDeck for the next web. So, can you talk a bit more about uh, yourself and what you did prior to joining ByteDance? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my background is uh, I'm a musician, I'm actually a composer, and I did a lot of, uh, I still do a lot of composing actually. I mostly classical composing, but also kind of branching into pop, and in that way that many musicians do, just kind of try my hand at a bit of everything. I was, uh, having studied music at university, I kind of suddenly became obsessed with this idea of uh, AI music composition. This was back in 2010. Um, I was a session musician at the time, I was playing keys in a band, it was great fun. Um, the band didn't end up going anywhere. But while I was there, I got the idea for for actually building an AI music composition system. So a system that can write its own music. I kind of, I didn't really have anything else to do at the time because I was just in a band and yeah, not not really doing a lot else. So I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and so I, I learned to code in order to build the first prototype of this system. And, and uh, it took a long time and it was very, very tricky because um, coding didn't come incredibly naturally to me. We then got some investment from Cambridge University from their spin-out arm and ultimately had a bunch more investors come on board and we, we grew our team. Uh, we became a proper company um, and we, we became the first startup in the space of AI music composition, um, which was great fun. And we, uh, we, we basically provided backing music to video producers in the kind of the boom of user-generated content uh, on video platforms. We provided music music to them um, and did that both B2C and B2B and had a great time while doing it. And uh, then in 2019, last year, uh, the company was acquired by, by ByteDance, uh, where I now work. And I now essentially run the same team, um, some some new people as well within within ByteDance. And, and, and we're, having, we're having a great time there. Right. Yeah, this is this is a great story, really. Now, let's finally talk about the song contest. What is it and how did you actually end up in, in the jury of it? The AI song contest is, yeah, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. That's what it is. It's uh, I, I first heard about it back in October. I was at uh, a conference called Izmir, which is the International Society for Music Information Retrieval, which is sort of the massive worldwide conference for people in the kind of field that I'm in, but also loads of other uh, very associated fields. So music information retrieval is basically the idea of getting information automatically from a piece of music, like a piece of audio or a score or, or anything else. And so you, you have a huge number of researchers, mostly researchers coming together for this academic conference. And I went along with with some of our team and I, I, I hadn't actually been before. It was my first year going. And and it's kind of, it lasts for a week and it was actually in Delft in the Netherlands. It was beautiful. Right. My first time there, it was it was absolutely amazing. And then on, on sort of day four or five, there was a lunch organized by VPRO for people particularly interested in, in one specific sub field of 
of, uh, of music information retrieval, which is AI music composition. And, and so I went along because I'm interested in that. Um, and VPRO uh, gave gave this presentation about what they had in mind, and they said, "Hey, we're we're going to run the, the what we think is the world's first AI song contest. We're looking for entrants, uh, people people to enter the competition." And they thought this would be a great place to to advertise that. I was actually thinking about entering because I do actually make my own sort of AI influenced music as well. But in the end, I was chatting to the organisers so much, and we realised that you know, I'd, because I'd been running a startup for ten years uh, that was in the space of AI music composition. Probably there weren't that many people in the world who had heard more AI music than I had. So we thought maybe it would make sense for me to be a judge instead of entering. Right. So I got like one big question. So were there any restrictions as to how the teams can use AI? What are the guidelines? What did they get uh, before beforehand? There really weren't many restrictions at all. There, there were some restrictions, but they weren't really on how the teams should use AI. I think, I think it was a three-minute maximum song length. And, you know, and there, and, there, and there were very various other kind of administrative restrictions, but basically no, I mean, you know, and that, that really was one of the big things behind the competition. And the, the, one of the reasons that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of very excited about it is, is because you can really use AI however you want. You know, there's been kind of an increasing conversation over the last few years about AI music. And, and, and you know, in, in particular, I think people across some industries are understandably, I think, a little worried about AI music because, you know, they're potentially concerned that AI music could take musicians' jobs, um, which is a, a fair concern, I think. But what's nice about this competition is it's kind of saying, use AI how you like. And actually what we've seen is what, we've, what we hoped would happen, which is that very few people, if anyone really, has really tried to create a totally AI-composed song. Instead, they're, you know, you've basically got a bunch of teams of people and they're using AI as a tool, um, and, they're, and they're using AI as part of their creative process. But it's it's very much humans working with AI. It's not it's not just like here's an AI song. People had nothing to do with this. Um, so no, they could really use it how they like. And 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 what that means is we have found um, there have been a huge range of ways that they've used it, and some really interesting stuff. And I'm hoping we can um, we can listen to a bit of that today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just the last question about the contest itself, then how is the winner determined? Because there is uh, there is the jury, but then there is also the uh, uh, public voting as well, right? Yeah, so the, the competition isn't actually affiliated with Eurovision, but I think it took a lot of inspiration from Eurovision. So VPRO, who are organizing the, the competition, were also one of the organizers for Eurovision this year before it got before it sadly got cancelled. And so so the so the scoring is is taken as well. The inspiration is taken from Eurovision. There is like there is, I think, in Eurovision, um, there is a there's both an expert panel, um, which is which is me and the two on the two other judges, and then there's a public vote. And and both of these parts of the process will be worth uh, 12 points each so 24 points in total um so it's kind of like you know what does the public think in general of your song but then it's also it is what you've done using ai interesting i mean we're, we're judging quite a few different things on the panel and we we sent out a kind of rubric beforehand um you know we, we're, we're not just judging the use of ai we're judging other things like does what you're doing further people's understanding in this field you know how you know are you are, are you managing to have you managed to put together a diverse team of people the, these sorts of things but also we're judging you know fundamentally how how well they've used ai and you know whether how interesting we i guess we as judges find what they've what they've done and how original it is and so that's how the judging process is going to work Right. And what I see is that the public voting, uh, if you are a member of the public, you can evaluate each song with three different criteria. It's, uh, oh no, it's four different criteria. First criteria is just song, then lyrics, originality, and Eurovision-ness. Ah, I'm, just, yes. I'm, just looking at, I'm just looking at the website. To, Who knows what that last bit means? Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, like the only parallel that I see here with the Eurovision is that I don't, I can't say I really like any of the songs. Exactly the same <laughs> thing happens to me in Eurovision. So <laughs> I think that is, I think that is very fair. Music's very subjective. Um, so it's not surprising that one might not, it might not be uh, everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. And I also saw that uh, uh, many, at least some of the teams, uh, they used uh, a lot of previous Eurovision tracks to kind of uh, train, uh, train their AI. And yeah. they actually, they said it. 
Yeah, precisely. Well, that that actually was one of the things provided to the teams. So the the, the previous, uh, a bunch of previous Eurovision tracks and lyrics were provided to the teams to to train their systems on. Because in, in machine learning systems, you need to train on something. Um, a few of the teams kind of expanded that and used other things as well. Uh, maybe maybe some music from from sort of the countries they're from. But yeah, in, in general, lots of training was done on on Eurovision. But I mean, we should be super clear, and we'll hear this when we listen to the music. You know, so much human input went into all this music that that really. You know the, the the data sets that are being used. The fact these are Eurovision data sets isn't having a massive impact on on making sure that they're Eurovision songs. I mean, really, the way if teams have made them sound like Eurovision songs, which is, as you'll hear, like some have and some really have decided not to, which is a proactive like decision on their part. It's it's always the human decision, basically. It's not it's not really the data, if we if we're honest. And I think one of the really in- the interesting things about the competition has been really it it just has shown really how far we are from being able to take a training set of songs and have an AI system just create something in the same sort of style. You know, I mean, we, we, we're, just, we're just not there as, in regards right. kind of this competition. Right. Okay, so here's how we're going to proceed. Uh, we don't really have time, unfortunately, on this show to feature all 12 songs. So before we started this recording, I listened to all of them, all the submissions, and then I chose a few songs to discuss more in depth. And we're going to listen to them now and use them as an illustration, let's say, of how AI can be applied to music in different ways and contexts. And later on, I hope we will still have some time to talk a bit more generally about whether there is a place for AI in the music industry and what these place could be. So let me start by playing the first fragment now and this one is coming from the Australian team. It's called Uncanny Valley and the composition is called Beautiful the World. So Ed, what do you think of this one? What do I think of this one? Well, I, I guess I probably shouldn't um, divulge too many of my opinions on whether things are good or bad, because in <laughs> case this goes out before the competition uh, uh, airs. Um, but um, yeah, but I, I think it's interesting to, to kind of look at how AI is being used here and, and also how it's not being used, you know, because I think that for me as a judge, actually, anyway, it, it's as much about how, you know, where 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 people have decided to 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 really have a human injection of creativity into the mix and made some right. decisions, you know. Um, I don't find I don't find purely AI composed music that exciting. Um, I think it's it's better when it's a collaboration between humans and machines. And I think so. This is an interesting one. You know, I, I actually think they're really catchy bits. Um, uh, you know, which is interesting. So, the, so the I think there are a few things. I mean, firstly, one of the things we've really seen in this competition is that. Um, Lots of so lots of teams were people who hadn't maybe um, maybe done much in this field before. Um, at, you know, maybe they're machine learning researchers. Maybe they maybe they've got other areas of expertise. So a lot of them have had to kind of use open source open source technical systems and things. And what okay. we what we find is that um, people have a lot less trouble with the lyrics than they do with generating the lyrics than they do with generating the music. You know, generally, it seems like one of the first thing that things that most teams do is they 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 go and generate some lyrics um, and. And generally, you know, they kind of they kind of work. I mean, they sound, you know, generally, you know, th- these aren't these aren't the best lyrics you'll ever hear. But you know, if you were, if this was on in the background in your home, you maybe wouldn't notice. Um, and uh, and you actually get some interesting things coming out as well. But I think it's really interesting that like the lyrics generation part seems to be one of the parts that kind of people have found a little easier, I guess. Um, so what what this team did, that I think, is interesting, um, is that they they actually they they kind of they generated on the musical side they generated it as far by the way i should say at this stage this is my best understanding of what people have done so so one thing we asked the teams to do is we asked them all to submit um a write-up 
mm-hmm. of how they made their song, um, which the judge we we've read all of them. Um, and so I'm I'm going to try to explain how some things work, but it, I I may be misunderstanding things, and um, I wash my hands of it if I am. I'm very sorry to the teams if I am slightly misunderstanding, um, and if I'm slightly misrepresenting what they've done, they could they could talk you through it much better than I can. But this team used a really interesting technique, I think, where they um, they generated lots and lots of different melodies, um, and then they generated lots of lyrics, and they used a, an automatic system to match the what what they call a stress pattern matching system to match the the stresses and the syllables of the lyric the generated lyrics to the melodies and the notes in the melodies so what they what they did by doing that is they tried to find melodies that went well with the lyrics that they generated um, so generated li- melodies generated lyrics matching them together using an automatic system and i think i think it generally works quite well I mean, so they've obviously well maybe not obviously but they've got a got a human singer and many of the teams actually have had a have had human musicians be they performers or singers playing in the recording so this team has a human singer singing these these generated melodies and lyrics, um, and you know, some of them don't. You know, some of them don't work perfectly, obviously, but that kind of adds to the interest. You know, even actually that chorus, that kind of "Welcome Home," that like that little figure there. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the stress is you wouldn't, I wouldn't have written it like that, right? But that that's actually one of the interesting things about I think working with AI. You get these these interesting little interjections where, you know, maybe you wouldn't have done it as a person, but actually you hear it a few times and it, maybe it starts to get a bit catchy and maybe it's, maybe it's interesting. So I think, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I didn't get one thing. So they say, they say on the website that uh, they were using a neural network and training it on audio samples of Australian animals, <laughs> including koalas, kookaburras, yeah. and Tasmanian devils. Where are they? So um, that is a good question. And that has, that, that has come up in our conversations as well. Um, yeah, I, I do think it's a really cool approach. Um, so they, yeah, they, so while actually, you know, most teams, and this is, I think, quite an interesting point about AI music in general, what, what, what more people have done in this competition is train neural networks on essentially the notes and or the chords or the bass lines, you know, whatever it is. Um, but essentially they've trained on the score, on the kind of almost on the musical page, on the notes and the chords. What and, and, and the reason for this is generally there are more kind of systems and, and there's more state of the art, more, more in the state of the art that that lets you do that in quite a convincing way. Um, training on audio is harder. Training direct, training a neural network directly on audio is more difficult. Uh, but you can do some really interesting things. You can, you can, you can come up with these really interesting creative um, techniques, and that—that's what they've done here, which I, which I think is really interesting. They have uh, reportedly, and you know, I, I definitely believe them. They, they've used, they've taken animal noises, Australian animals, no, animal noises, because it's an Australian team, an Australian entry, and they have trained a neural network to. Essentially, what they've done is they've made a synthesizer out of these noises. So they've kind, they've, mm-hmm. they've they've kind of trained a neural network to given an input of a note, say an F sharp, um, to play a note, but in in the sound of these Australian animals. Now, you ask where exactly this appears. I confess, I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, it if we if we kind of I think maybe towards the end of the first minute, I think just towards the end of that first clip, there's a there's a sort of synth line um, when the vocal stops. And I think it's possible that's it, but I confess, right. I don't know. Um, I don't have that much detail. Okay, no, that's a that's already quite interesting. That's it, and yeah, I, I think that the team actually also they uh, they were pretty open uh, in their uh, write up on the website that uh, uh, they had a lot of humans uh, playing uh, playing some roles in the in production, oh, yeah. a, a producer, a vocalist, everything. Absolutely, and and look, a lot of the stuff in this song isn't AI generated, right? I mean the um the you know so the melodies are generated, but the um, the harmonization, the harmonies. They aren't generated, you know, and, and th- I mean, this is one of the, this is a song I think that has, you know, it's got, got really pretty good production standards. You know, I think, um, you know, there's a whole range in the competition, understandably, when it's a, when it's a bigger team who have producers involved, the kind of audio production tends to be, tends to be of higher quality inevitably. And this, this, I think is a song that has really good, um, good production standards, but obviously a lot, a lot of that production is done by humans and even a lot of the, a lot of the musical writing. So as I say, the, 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 the chords, essentially the, the, the harmony of this song, um, which is, I think, a, you know, a compelling kind of Eurovision-y, um, uh, pop song essentially in terms of its chords um they as far as i understand it are human composed um but again i think that's kind of 
that's fine. Certainly in my in my eyes, that doesn't kind of mark something down. I, I, I think personally, it's more interesting to kind of say, okay, what's AI good at? Where can AI surprise us? And in this case, maybe it's coming up with a chorus line that has slightly odd stress patterns. Um, but when you hear it a couple of times, it maybe is pretty catchy. Yeah. Um, making some interesting sounds using a, using kind of Australian wildlife, um, and then saying, okay, let's let's fill in the rest around that. Let's let's kind of write this song based on what the you know what the AI has done originally. And I think that's quite a cool approach. Right. We've got more uh, more examples uh, in front of us. So let us come closer to where I live, that is the Netherlands, and listen to yeah. the submission uh, from uh, from this country. The team is called uh, Can AI Kick It? And the song title is Abyss. Get me. Revolution, yeah. It's gonna feel good It's gonna feel good It's gonna feel good, good, good We want revolution There will be a day I look you in your eyes And I'll hold you, hold you, hold you Closer than I ever did will be Look at me, look at me, we're coming with the look at me, look at me, coming with the uppers, 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 Okay, this is something very different. Yeah. Something very different from uh, from what we heard in the first one. Yeah. And uh, this one is uh, also using a little generator, as far as I understand. Yeah, uh, it, it is as well. And I think that um, actually them being the, these being really different, I mean, what you find, all 13 songs that were entered into the competition are incredibly different. And actually one of the big things I've found um, being, a, being a judge in this competition and li listening to this music is it really has brought home to me the fact that, you know, often people will ask me, hey, okay, you're in AI music. What, what does AI music sound like? And, and the simple answer to that question is like, AI music doesn't sound like anything. A, you know, AI music can sound like any, anything at all you want it to because because really AI music is is about collaborations between humans and AI. It's 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 almost like asking, you know, oh, what, what does what does music made in, you know, Ableton Live sound like? You know, it, there's no answer to that question. It, it can sound like whatever you want it to. Um, but this is, yeah, this is this is super interesting, this one. Um, it's actually, I think, one of two entries from the Netherlands, uh, which is exciting. The Netherlands have, having a good showing um, on, on the entries to the competition. Um, and yeah, they've taken a very different approach. Um, so, so I think, First, the first thing to note is that 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 um, the baseline, the characteristic baseline you hear at the beginning, that's AI generated. Um, so generated baseline. Um, actually, the way they did it, and again, this is a pretty common approach in the competition. They, you know, they generated a lot of different baselines, and then they chose the one they liked the best. And that is a that's a pretty common approach, you know, because and and it's one of the interesting things I guess about AI at this stage. AI can actually do some pretty extraordinary things, and sometimes in some contexts it, it can write really extraordinary musical material. But it has no idea whether what it's doing is good or not. Essentially, you know, it kind of it can't it doesn't judge it for itself. Um, again, like like the other team we've already discussed, um, this team you know didn't uh, didn't try to do everything with AI. So they generated the the melody lines with AI, but then they actually let the the singer, who again is a human singer, which I think is great to see. Um, they 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 had the singer improvise. Uh, those improvise their own lines based on what the AI had generated. Um, so essentially what they're doing here is the singer is kind of using the AI generated material as musical inspiration. You know, it might kind of give them ideas, uh, but they're not copying it kind of note for note. And I think that's quite a, I think that's an interesting approach is one I certainly try to use when I'm kind of playing with AI and music uh, on my own. You know, I think that AI actually can, you know, it's, it, it, it might not always create the best stuff, but it can create stuff that surprises you and gets you out of your, 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 maybe your habits. You know, we all as musicians fall into kind of habits of what we, what we do. And if AI can suddenly say, hang on, maybe you should play this chord instead. Um, I think it's quite, quite an interesting approach. So they did that with the, um, with the vocals. Uh, and they did one more thing that I think is worth, what is worth mentioning here, which is, um, you know, they also, obviously we, we gave a lot of the team, we gave all the teams kind of access to, to the Eurovision music. Um, but what this team actually decided to do was they thought, well, hang on, Let's you know we this provides a great record of what works in Eurovision and what doesn't. And um, so they also pulled the voting data, which I think is an interesting <laughs> thing to have done. Um, and they then use this to build what they call a hit predictor. 
um, which I think is a really cool idea. So kind of predicting, trying to predict uh, when they generate new melodies and new bass lines, how likely would those melodies and bass lines have been to to score well in Eurovision? <laughs> and then they try to they try to kind of let this um, kind of uh, g- give them a, give them a kind of shortlist. I think of of the of the melodies and bass lines they should then choose between. Um, again, I mean, you know, who knows how it, how it how well it works? And and I think that's one of the that's one of the really nice things about about music and AI. You know, in a lot of in a lot of settings, you know. If you have an AI system to do something, you, you need it to do it right. It has to work. You know, if you're in a healthcare setting or a or a driverless car, if the AI is going wrong, you're in a lot of trouble. You know, but here in this kind of setting, you know, AI can come up with melodies. Sometimes they'll sound good, sometimes they won't, but they'll always be interesting um, if you're interested by that kind of thing. And similarly with a hit predictor, who knows kind of how accurate it is? Um, it might be very accurate, it might not be, but even just the idea is kind of an interesting way of taking your kind of human creativity hat off and try and saying, okay, how can I how can I interact with this machine um, in maybe a new way? So I thought that was an interesting approach. Yeah, well, I guess we're going to see how well the hit predictor works uh, when, we, <laughs> when we see the results. By the way, uh, when uh, are the results out? Uh, the results are on the 12th of May. 12th of May, so there's uh, almost, uh, almost a month uh, more left for voting. And when do you uh, send your uh, votes in the jury? Um, we, uh, we've actually already done a lot of our discussion and we're going to keep discussing more. Um, you know, there are three of us and there are some disagreements and, um, as ever in a panel. So yeah, we're, we're just kind of, we're doing everything remotely, obviously, because of the pandemic. Um, so we're just organizing kind of remote calls and, uh, and, and doing it gradually. Right. Okay. Let's get back to Abus. And there is, uh, there is another part of it uh, towards the end, which is also interesting. So let me, let me play it. We want revolution. Now, here comes the lyrics generator <laughs> at its best. Here comes the lyrics generator at its definitely at its something. Um, yeah, it's uh, th- this was a surprising uh, one to to, to get in, um, and I definitely don't don't condone these lyrics, um, but. Um, I get. I guess you know th- this really reveals the sort of um, the unpredictable nature of AI. And actually, I think there's quite an interesting conversation here. You know, I mean, you'll you'll probably remember things like Microsoft's uh, uh, was it called Taybot or something, where where it's kind of where it's generating content and you know it was trained basically on internet trolls and um, and of course it was it was generating generating pretty bad content as a result. And I think you know, kind of who's responsible for these kinds of things in an age when um, AI is writing lyrics. Um, I have no idea. But so what they've done here, um, I mean, actually, I think the the thing I draw out here more than the um, somewhat um, perhaps unsavory lyrics, uh, which of course would come up with by AI, um, is is the fact that they have actually used a generated vocal here as well, right? So they're at the beginning of the song and earlier in the song, they've got a human singer, but then they've done what a few other teams have done as well. And they've actually combined the human singer with with this with this generated voice and you can always tell it's a generated voice right and that's that's why i think a lot of teams haven't done it for for most of the song because generated voices at the moment in singing don't sound you know they, i mean they don't sound real yet i'm you know they will probably at some point we'll probably get there but we're not there yet but i think it's an interesting thing to do and actually the way they tried to do this was that they kind of merged in a in a way I kind of won't go into, um, but they they merged a, an existing text to speech synthesizer, so taking text, the generated lyrics, synthesizing that using an existing system, and kind of merged that with the style of the of the of the vocalist who'd sung earlier in the song, um, to create this kind of this odd mix. Um, and yeah, that that that's what you get. It's a it's it's a weird ending to the song, but you know nothing nothing wrong with with something a bit unexpected. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it unpredictable, I have to say, because I also uh, read uh, from the website their explanation of why it came this way. And like the most probable reason uh, for this particular part of the lyrics is that the generator they used was trained on texts from Reddit. What what would they really expect? Yeah, that is fair. Maybe one should... uh, Maybe one should... uh think about these things a tiny bit more in advance i'm not sure but again i mean it's kind of you know i think it's you know this competition is i think it's meant to be starting a conversation about what this kind of stuff can do um and actually and there were different sorts of lyrics as well you know different um 
So, so actually, one one team just used kind of an existing website for generating lyrics. There are, mm-hmm. you know, there's a site called these lyric called these lyrics do not exist dot com, and they just <laughs> use that. And a bunch of people use use different approaches. So, yeah, I think I, I think what this really speaks to for me uh, is the need in an age of AI content generation for you know if the AI doesn't understand what it's doing for 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 human moderation basically, and for for people for for having a person in the loop who's saying. Okay, this is you know the, this we can include, this we can't include. Um, but you know you've, in terms of the sentiment behind these lyrics, I think you've had, um, uh, yeah, musicians across across the ages have um, have taken sort of political standpoints. I think maybe what's interesting about this is that this isn't a political standpoint at all. It's essentially random, um, but unfortunately, it comes across as a political standpoint. Um, so yeah, I think I think it basically throws up some really interesting questions because you know I for one think that. AI is going to play a bigger part probably in the future in in kind of song making. I don't think it will it will overtake people. And I ho- certainly hope it doesn't. But I think it'll play a bigger part. And so we're going to have to answer some of these questions and decide what as a society we're comfortable with and what we're not. That's right. Yeah. No. This is this is certainly a good illustration, and uh, for that purpose, uh, it's definitely a good song to include in this episode and uh, in the in the whole contest. Okay. Now, uh, next one, uh, that's a submission from uh, Germany and it's called I'll Marry You Punk Come by the team Databots X uh, Portrait XO. Let's, uh, let's hear the first part of it now. So I really liked uh, this one in terms of uh, what, in terms of how it was created. And again, it's it's more about lyrics than anything else. But uh, what I read from the website, and I'm going to quote here, is that the team used a unique method to write the lyrics. They trained uh, sample RNN, which I'm not sure what that is, but it trained it on 1950s acapellas, which generated nonsensical babbling, and then they tried to recognize words in it. So basically, it's something that is not speech, but then a, uh, a sort of a speech-to-text uh, recognition algorithm is given it to recognize whatever it could, and this is how they created the lyrics. This, 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 is, a really, this is a really good thing, I really like it a lot. Yeah, agreed. I think it's really cool. And it happens right at the start of the song. Um, and I think it's just really interesting because you do have this, you have this audio system basically trained on trained on this stuff and then creating something that is then essentially random. Um, but then where, you know, you can, where so they, they then have the singer singing the interpretation of these lyrics. So you can actually hear what they come out as. And then, you know, as soon as you hear that, you can actually kind of hear those in the original nonsense noises you know you can hear them there so i i agree i think that's a super interesting approach and i think you know this song um this this song has yeah i mean obviously they take a i I would say this probably isn't at least my understanding of the standard eurovision um kind of entry i mean i don't i don't religiously watch eurovision every year um but this doesn't feel totally standard um and i think they do they do quite a quite a bit that's non-standard in this uh in this entry i think another thing they you know they do is they, they 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 take um they take existing kind of speech synthesis and singing synthesis software called Vocaloid, um, and they and they 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 as they describe in their in their paper they 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 take it to its limits um, and to synthesize things like growls and and a vocal fry for kind of death metal and um, so you get all these really interesting sounds coming out they're they're really kind of taking tech and and thinking okay what what can we do with this that's um that's a bit different um, and. Yeah, I think there are, you know, even there are actually some, some, some. I mean, actually, even even the approach they take to generating the tunes is is probably worth note, note, uh, sort of just noting in that what they actually do is they, at least as as they describe it, is they take a they start from a random pop song. I don't, I, I certainly haven't seen which one they started from, but I think they started from an existing pop song, and then they basically. Um, they keep the melody and then they generate a new chord sequence for that song. Mm-hmm. But once they got that 
chord sequence and they bin the melody and then they generate a new melody and then they bin the chord sequence again and they generate new chords and, and so they keep they, they go over this back and forth where they keep generating a melody to go with the chords but then they bin the chords and they generate new chords and then they bin the melody and they, they, they keep doing this and it's so you have this kind of weird back and forth where ultimately you you, you have something that, that, that starts from an existing pop tune but you, you don't hear that existing pop tune at the end by the end it's totally changed i think that's quite an interesting use of um use of ai yeah um yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's it's definitely an interesting not not the kind of music I I tend to maybe listen to in my spare time, um, but uh, but definitely an interesting take on how to use AI in the music making process. Yeah, and it also says in the description that uh, in all uh, the song used seven neural networks. Mm, yeah, they they use things for all sorts of things. You can actually hear. Um, towards the end, um, I don't know if we have another sample of the of, of a bit uh, a yeah, bit later do. in the song. We do, yeah. Um, uh, you you they actually train. So while they train a lot of stuff on, you know, things like death metal and uh, and other things, and then the the lyrics we've already talked about and a cappella and these sorts of things, they also end up training at training at just a tiny bit on Bach. Um, so you have towards the end, the the end of the second, the end of the final chorus, they they delay the the end of the chorus and just have an extra bit that's trained on Bach. I wonder if we can hear that yeah sure let's uh, let's hear this one So this is the Bach part then. So that is the Bach part. Yeah, it's uh, admittedly the whole thing doesn't sound like Bach, but um, but there is you know you can just about hear. I mean, even the bit that sounds like Bach doesn't sound like actual Bach, but you can hear what has happened. So they've they've kind of got a a baseline that in musical terms goes down from like the flat sixth to the fifth to then the and that's where the kind of previous chorus would have ended but then it kind of carries on and goes down to like a sharp fourth a third a natural fourth a fifth and then down to one and basically like that that little figure like it's not actually something bach would have done like maybe combining the sharp fourth and the natural fourth in that order at least not in any bach i can think of but you can totally see as like as someone who 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 who's played a fair bit of bark in their time you can totally see like how a neural network would have picked that up and so that that little baseline there and the chords above it that would never have come from training or very unlikely would have come from training on death metal uh, or even a eurovision song so you just get these kind of little chromatic bits and and yeah but what i like about this again is that you know this team just decided to you know again it was a very human decision i mean you've got you've got humans in the loop everywhere here firstly bach had to write the music but secondly you know a few hundred years later this team in this competition had to think you know what let's actually train let's have let's have an extra network let's train it on bark and let's just use it right at the end of the song just for this kind of tiny random bit it's a very human decision um and you know quite a fun one i think yeah it's really interesting i don't think like i i don't uh, have any formal music education and i don't think i would have heard anything out of the ordinary if you if you didn't mention it now no, I'll be I'll, like I'll be honest. I had to when when I when I kind of read that in their write up in their summary that they they provided us. Um, I had to like I had you know they, luckily they 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 pointed towards where this actually happened, uh, which was helpful, and and so I was able to go in and have a listen and think, oh, hang on, yeah, that 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 must be it. Um, and and it is there if you but you have to listen quite hard. But again, I I don't know. I may, maybe it's a sort of niche thing, but I quite like these kind of hidden small things in music that you know maybe ninety nine point nine percent of people won't spot. But for those who do, they'll think, oh, that's quite fun, you know. Right. Okay. Let's move on to the last one uh, of this uh, sort of uh, overview, and this one is coming from the team called Brentree, as opposed to Brexit, and uh, they obviously come from the UK, and the song itself is called Hope Rose High, sort of a ballad, as far as I remember. Thank you. 
So this, I think, one of the smallest teams in terms of uh, different submissions, like a team of two yep. people, a yep. married couple, actually. So it's an interesting one. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting one. Um, and yeah, it's great to see someone from the, a team from, from the UK entering. I was very pleased to see this. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting one for me, particularly because they, you know, they, they actually, you know, I think tried to, tried to stay really true to using AI a lot. You know, they're, they're actually a team who, um, who used AI in a lot of it. And, and so what they did was they basically, um, essentially they kind of generated a lot of different, a lot of four bar chunks of, of AI generated music mm -hmm. and, and added these together, essentially. So what you hear, is really, um, you know, is very much, you, you kind of know you're listening to AI. I mean, still a human's been in the loop. They've decided kind of what to, kind of what to add together at what points. But AI is like really, really kind of on show more than it is in a lot of the entries. And, you know, I think that's interesting. And yeah, like in some ways that, that of course, makes, I think, the overall musical effect maybe a bit simpler. Um, you know, there's not as much going on in, in this as there is in other songs. But again, that's because of a creative decision that the team have taken to to kind of stay truer to what kind of AI, um, you know, can do. And actually in their, in their kind of write-up, they made the interesting point that like lots of people claim to, you know, it, it, maybe in the press, like claim to kind of have have a AI music writing systems or albums that kind of um, that, that are made with AI. But actually, one of the nice things about this competition is that everyone provided, as I say, provided a write up to us. So we, we actually know how they used AI. And I think, you know, what's nice about this one is they've said, hey, we, we are genuinely really going to use AI pretty much everywhere. Um, and and that's just what we're trying to do is what we've chosen to do. Um, and so you can examine their kind of system and you can you can understand you can understand what they've done. So yeah, I think it's a really interesting effect. Um, I think the other thing I really like about this team is that they were um, in the, in their write up. Uh, you know, they, they were very honest about some of the difficulties of the competition because actually it's not it's not the easiest competition in the world to enter, right? I mean, like you know, you 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 need a whole load of people and you need a bunch of time on your hands, or rather, you don't have a bunch of time on your hands, but you have to spend time on it anyway. Um, and you need expertise in various areas. And you know, this team tried some really interesting things. They actually tried. Um, transcribing automatically the uh, all the Eurovision material um, and and they and they generated a bunch of music based off the back of that and they found you know and this was after about a month of working they found that actually that just hadn't worked at all and like the music it came out the transcriptions weren't very good and so the music it came out with wasn't very good you know and 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 you know they're, they're very candid in their write-up and they say yeah like you know, like we, we, we kind of almost gave up at this stage. And, and I really like that kind of honesty as well about the kind of process. Because for us as judges, like, and actually I think for a lot of people in this competition, this thing is, is, is as much about the process as it is about the music. You know, I mean, as I say, you can't hear AI. You can very, you, I mean, it's very hard to hear what AI is. So it's more about the process than anything else. So I think what this team have, have done, which is, yeah, really interesting is, is they've, you know they've they they you know they've they've really basically just generated a bunch of AI content and asked okay cool what is the best song that we can make out of this content again they've got they've got a they've got a human singer who's brought in and maybe has made some slight changes in the melody and lyrics but but it but it seems like not very much you know it's basically here is AI in its in its kind of rawest form um, and and I, I I like that approach. Right. And yeah, this is the, it's an interesting thing that you were saying about that uh, you cannot hear AI. And this was something that I wanted uh, to ask you about. So how actually, how possible is it that we are already listening to AI-generated music one way or the other on, uh, on normal radio and normal TV? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, in a way, we definitely already are, right? In the, in the AI is a very broad term, you know, um, AI doesn't have to mean the most cutting edge machine learning techniques that are being kind of espoused today and that are still being researched. You know, AI is really any kind of any semblance of what we generally think of as as something, you know, that, that we'd use an indicator of an intelligent being happening in machines, right? And you've got, you know, you've got things like, um, you know, even things like kind of drum machines within digital audio workstations and, and, and arpeggiators, you know, anything that already a musician is using um, to, you know, to, to expand their creativity and, and maybe to help them out as part of the creative process, arguably is AI in itself. So in that way, we definitely are already hearing it. I mean, you know, in, in the more, in the way you're asking about, you know, ha has an AI written a pop song already? definitely possible um it's definitely possible it's been involved in the process we may never know maybe someone will write a tell-all book in 20 years time um, i think it's definitely possible but what you hear i think 
what what you really hear from the entries in this competition is that you know AI is nowhere near I think being able to on its own create something that we as a society would think wow that is you know that you you've done it basically you know it's it's not there um and and I I for one think it's a, it actually a very good thing it's not there like because what that means is people are forced to use it as as a tool and as part of their creative process um and i think in those terms maybe yeah maybe we've already heard stuff in the shot in the charts who knows um and if not i think we definitely will um at some point right right and then a question for you as as a jury member and someone with a lot of experience in uh, this uh, in this area is this what you actually expected to hear and what do you and like uh, what's the, what do you think of the general level in general is it higher than you expected lower than you expected same as you expected how does it uh, how does it align with your expectations i think the general level is massively high um and and i really had no idea what to expect um at all to be i mean it's the first time you know vpro and and, and the other organizers have run this competition um and and also you know i think one of the one of the reasons i wanted to be involved actually is because you know we've Yeah, as as someone who started a, an AI composition startup myself, sp- I've, talking about this kind of field is something I've, I've I've done quite a lot, you know, and I've been espousing for a few years the the kind of interesting benefits of interacting with AI in the music making process. Um, but you know, and, and this idea of kind of using AI as a creative tool to interact with as a musician, um, and a lot of people have talked about that as well. I'm far from the only one. But we just haven't seen many instances of it happening, um, you know, partly because AI is hard to get your head around. Um, and 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 also AI is hard to use. You know, there aren't really many open source tools out there that you can just go and use. So unless you're a researcher, can you really do it? Like, probably not. Um, and so I think people have been talking about it for a long time, but not, not much has really happened, at least in the public eye. And so that's one of the great things about this competition, I think. It, it really was an opportunity for us to say, okay, everyone put your money where your mouth is let's actually try to try to make some stuff um try to make some music using this um and i think that's that's uh, that's a really good upshot of the competition i think so because of that i had no idea what to expect but i've been i, I really I, i really do like a lot of this stuff I, i basically like two things in a lot of instances i really like the music uh and in uh, you know and actually listening to it a few times I, i find it quite catchy um that's the case with any music really right you listen to it a few times and it yeah. gets more catchy Uh, and then, and then a bunch of instances, I, I I maybe like the music as well, but I also just really like the kind of approach they've taken. Um, you know, there's much more to this competition than actually just the music. You know, maybe you know, so some of the some of the kind of write ups we've received are fascinating, and they touch on some kind of really interesting ethical questions um, and things like that. You know, and 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 really candid takes on their process. Um, so there's there's a lot to like, I think, in 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 really all 13 of these these entries. It's going to be very hard to. To, to 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 name a winner and luckily we don't have to name a winner on our own um because the public will vote as well i think it would be far too much pressure to actually decide a winner on our, on our own right so yeah to wrap it up uh, for uh, for this one so what is then the future of ai in music and how, does this uh, competition show it in a in any clearer way than uh, it was for you before I think predicting the future is an incredibly hard thing to do and something I've only ever been wrong at before. Um, so I, I don't know. But I mean, I think that um, for me, I what I hope is, I hope that the future of AI in music composition is what we're seeing in this competition. I hope that it's collaborative. I hope that um, people see this and they, they start building more easy to use tools that will let everyday musicians, uh, people who have no background in AI, Uh, use AI in the creative process in an easy, even easier format than they than they can do today. I think AI can provide inspiration to people. You know, I think it can do a few things, but one of the big things for me it can do is it, it can provide musical inspiration. You know, I, when I sit down on the piano and I start improvising, I inevitably end up playing the same things that I played yesterday. You know, the same kinds of chords, the same kind of hand positions. Um, and one thing I really like doing with AI is using it as, as inspiration for my own writing. And I hope people do do that more because I think it's an interesting process. And, you know, I also think it will ultimately let more people get involved in the music making process, which will, which will be cool. Um, cause again, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're a really good songwriter, but you're, you're, you're awful at, you know, another bit of the process, uh, like mastering and, you know, maybe, may, maybe ultimately you wouldn't be able to afford a mastering engineer because you're, you know, literally just trying this out as a hobby. Um, and so you can use something like Lander, you know, 
third-party mastering system, which is which you know does does a great job. I mean, is is it as good as a mastering engineer? No, um, but or at least well, it might be. I, I don't think it is. I, I'm no expert in it. Um, but you know, is it? Does that mean it's not powerful? No, it, like it's it's incredibly powerful. Um, and as someone who would otherwise maybe not get your music mastered, then you're suddenly, you know, you're suddenly in a position where you can um, where you can do something that you wouldn't have been able to before. So I think I think AI will democratize and i think it will um i think it will inspire and i think they're they're the best things and what i hope it doesn't do is replace um because you know and that is a danger and i, and I think that's why this competition is hopefully a good thing because it can show that there is another route for ai to take in music it doesn't all have to be about replacement and about cutting costs um you know about just providing background music it can actually be something that is, you know, maybe maybe the next in in the long line of creative tools that that we as human musicians have used, you know, since um, since, almost since society began. Um, that that's my hope. Right. Okay. Now I really want to just uh, uh, wrap things up and uh, go back to the website and actually read uh, all the submissions because I haven't done that yet. I very much hope I haven't influenced your voting. Please imagine we haven't spoken. <laughs> No, actually, absolutely not. I don't think I don't think it changes anything for me. I Good. also I don't also I only now uh, listened again to these uh, four compositions, but I'm going to listen to all twelve. And uh, whoever right. wants to do it uh, as well, I will leave a link in the show notes uh, to the page of the competition. You can listen to everything. You can read uh, everything that the teams uh, uh, shared uh, uh, with the public, and uh, you can make your uh, choices and uh, rate the Eurovisionness among other things of these tracks. At this point, this is it for today's podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please help us spread the word, tell a friend or colleague about the show, and follow our updates on Twitter at tech underscore EU. Audio engineering for this podcast is done by SoundPulse, that is sound-pulse.com. Please feel free to email us with any questions, suggestions, and opinions at podcast at tech EU. And thank you so much for joining today. Thanks a lot for your opinions and insights. And uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward uh, to talking to you again after the results are out thanks a lot it's been great to be on the show so wherever you are we hope you can stay safe and healthy and take care of yourself and the people around you have a good week and i'm going to talk to you next monday bye bye